With 650 horsepower from a turbocharged Honda F20 engine and only a touch over 800 kgs, there's no argument here that Angel's KP61 Toyota Starlet presents a fairly phenomenal package for circuit racing. We're here with Angel from Horsepower Techs to find out what makes this car tick. Welcome to High Performance Academy's Tuned In Field Report podcast series. In these special midweek episodes, we look back through our archives to find the best conversations we've had through years worth of attending the best automotive events across the globe. We've pulled the audio from these tech-filled interviews with some of the industry's most well-known figures for you to enjoy as a quick hit of insider knowledge. Angel, for a start, when you are deciding on a platform for going circuit racing, Mm -hmm power to weight obviously that's key but you also want a bit of wheelbase and track in order to make the car balance so maybe the kp61 with 650 horsepower wouldn't be my first first choice although i do love these cars so let us know where your mind was at when you were choosing this car well honestly you know but being the car that it is just being a little bit different than anybody else um love the car since uh, i was a young kid always loved the toyota starless any toyotas in overall always want to have a right hand drive so finally, I got one. Um, I've been doing, you know, I've been tracking her for quite a few years now. And it was just time to make a little bit more power. So before we get into the power, I mean, you, you have owned this car for a long time, which you're just alluding to. Mm-hmm. But it's got an interesting backstory, which I wanted to dig into a little bit. Yeah. So it's got a bit of history here. So can you yeah. tell us where the car came from and how you found it? Okay, so basically, uh, the car came from Tokyo. And actually, um, they used to use it for a drift school. Uh, so for the information they gave me back in 2000, uh, they built 10 car identical and basically for drift school I was just lucky enough to actually go on the auction and I found it uh, right away when I seen it you know I had to have it I had to have it brought it over um, and ever since it's been a great little car um, it just grabs a lot of attention I really enjoy uh, feeling like you're on a gold car on steroids because that's basically how it feels when you drive it um, but no it's been great now, the, the condition that you bought that car in, I mean, that's a, a pretty lucky situation, sort of stumbling up upon that on a Japanese auction site. Uh, but it was essentially, other than the aero that you've added, which we'll get into shortly, mm-hmm. essentially was already the same with the wide body kit on it? Yes. Actually, these, these are the factor TRD wide body kit for it. Um, the car already had the paint job. It already came with a supercharged motor. So... You know, it made 180 horsepower, and which was awesome, great to drive. Now, that was with the uh, Toyota 4A GZD engine? Supercharged with a stock, basically stock supercharger. Everything was completely stock, um, and it was awesome to drive. I mean, it was really great. Uh, it just needed a little bit more for the application that I'm over here pushing it to actually track the car. Um, when it first came to me, it still had the rear drum brakes. Uh, it still had the original brakes in the front. So it was really hard to stop on the corners. Yeah, probably stuff that would be okay for a couple of laps uh, when you're drifting, but when you want to stop repeatedly from high speed lap after lap, you need a little bit more. Yes, and you know, a lot of people will ask me why you actually step on the brakes before to the you know to the points. Like, well, I gotta pump my brakes so they won't fade out. Not everybody knew you know what was going on. Um, not being the slowest, not being the fastest, it was just having fun, and you know, it was a crowd pleaser. Uh, Let's talk about the current build of the car. I assume when you decided you were looking for more power, Mm -hmm. those 4AGZDs, we're pretty intimately familiar with those back home as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, particularly the supercharger becomes the the sort of restriction there. Not really able to make a lot more power with a 4AGZD with a stock supercharger. Mm -hmm. Pretty common though to go to the turbo setup on the 4A 
base. You haven't gone that way though. Why, why, why did you discount the 4A with the turbo? Well, I mean, it's kind of, I want to make a little bit more progress. I had, a, you know, later on, I had better, more plans to actually build a car to handle the power. Uh, right now, I know she's overpowered at the moment. Um, the motor, I just had it. You know, I had all the parts. I said, I figured, you know what, why not? Let's just do something a little bit different. Um, the fitment on the car itself, the motor looks fitted really well. Um, but, you know, by being the platform what it is, it's just basically reliable, fun. And that's really what I was looking for, uh, to make good power and still keep it just fun. Do you want to take your car knowledge game to the next level? Join us in the next free lesson at hpacademy.com slash free and start developing your own skills today. Now the F20C, obviously it helps that these come out in a rear wheel drive application. So you've got the ability to run the matching uh, Honda gearbox as well. Uh, but in terms of adding a turbocharger to what was a naturally aspirated 2 litre engine, what's been required in terms of the internal setup of the engine to cope with boost? Well, at the moment, she is completely stuck at the moment. Um, the plan is basically, you know, the motor's going to come back out. We're going to actually put force internals. We probably keep it at the same power or less. Uh, we just want durability at this moment. Uh, but the cars, I mean, these motors are capable of making so much power. These motors are so efficient. Uh, it has a 3582. She pulls pretty good for what it is. Um, but again, it's just, it is a lot of power for the, for the weight. So that's something that we're going to be working over the winter to actually dial her in really nice. So for next summer, we'll be able to compete. All right, so talking about that power level, obviously when you've got a turbocharged engine at your fingertips, you've got the ability to adjust the boost and make just about within reason whatever sort of power band you want or power level that you want. Mm -hmm. So uh, let's start by talking about the electronics. I'll sort of get into the boost okay. control as well. What have you got controlling this engine? Well, what I like, I like, we like using for our shop is basically um, AM. Yep. Um, it's a Series 2 box. Um, basically, I had the race pack also from AEM. Um, the real nice thing about AEM is basically it allows us to do everything that we need to. Um, it's kind of simple for us because we're so used to working with AEM also. Now, AEM have got their Infinity range. You're running the Series 2. The Infinity is their newer ECU, although now that's been out for a fair while, it's pretty well established. Mm -hmm. uh, so what would drive you between the Series 2 and the Infinity? You know, honestly, I hope AEMs listen to us because I really do want Infinity. Uh, the reason I used the AEM Series 2 box, because really this whole swap I had in a different car, so it was all available for me. So basically it works. I mean, it's just it works great. Um, and we kind of transfer everything over to the Starlet. But most definitely, I would like to grow and really go with Infinity. But meanwhile, it works. So it's like, if it works. If it isn't broken, <laughs> don't fix it, of course. Mm -hmm. Now, what are you using there for boost control? Are you doing this through the ECU or is that something separate? No, actually going through ECU. I mean, at the moment, um, today being a SEMA, um, you know, we also learn a lot by going around. I really would like to get the, uh, the Turbo Smart, the new waste kit they released. Uh, that'd be really nice. So we'll be able to control a little bit better. Um, but right now it's basically all from AM. It's got three port boost controller on it. Uh, low wastegate pressure just because, again, the car is making more power than it should for the body. Um, but again, hopefully over the period of time, we are able to use everything that we have, throw it at it and still be compatible and fast. Now, again, given the fact that you've, you sort of mentioned a couple of times now, you're basically making more power than you can put to the track. Uh, are you using anything there in terms of uh, gear, or speed-dependent boost, uh, or are you looking at adding traction control at yes. some point? We are looking at traction control. 
Uh, most definitely, the car is still under development for next summer. So we still got little things that we have to do. But most definitely, I want to look at the traction control. That's the main, the main goal right now is to dial her in for traction. Uh, making the power, great. But the key here is going to be traction. Uh, so we still have a lot of work to do. But it, sooner or later, we'll get there. Now, I did notice that on the top of the trans tunnel there, you've got AEM's IMU or Inertial Measurement Unit with uh, G-Force as well as a gyroscope. So can you tell us what you're using that information for? Well, I mean, we want to do some data logging also. So we are able to actually fine tune and basically get more data back for our suspension, uh, G-Force, you know, for the track itself. It is something new that we're going to be experiencing with. Uh, we have used it before, customer's car, but my own personal car, this is something that's going to be new for us. So, you know, I'm hoping to get better data so we are able to actually, you know, fine tweak everything a little bit better. In terms of getting that data, you've also got the uh, AEM color dash there as a driver display. So what are you using for a central logging location? How are you logging that data? Well, you know, done on the leg, uh, I'm sorry, again, this is something new, so it's going to be doing it next summer. Um, we really haven't, I mean, we play with the system, it's great. Um, but right now, one of the main reasons uh, we used it, because even from be- from before, never had a cluster. So never had RPM, miles per hour, never had anything. It was all basically driving, just the feel. Just the feel. Uh, so now it's going to be a little bit nicer. Um, and the input that we're going to get back, that's what we like to use back and, you know, dial the car a little bit better. Now, I just want to touch on the fuel system for the car as well. What, what fuel for a start are you running it on? Well, I'm using, uh, basically for fuel system, I'm using radium. Great quality. Um, so that's the fuel cell in the back to start with? All the fuel cell. The, basically, everything is related with fuel. Um, except for the fuel rod that we made our own custom one. Uh, but the fuel pump, um, the fuel sending unit, the fuel cell itself was from radium. Uh, we are using one ethanol, 117 octane, which is the R. Um, and basically, at the moment, you know, we just try and get the motor a little bit cooler. Um, well, ethanol definitely helps with that. And also helpful when you are running still that stock F20C with a compression ratio designed for a naturally aspirated engine. You've added boost. So, yeah, the, the ethanol is definitely going to be helpful there, uh, making sure the engine is going to run reliable, reliably. Uh, in terms of injectors, what are you, what are you running? Injectors, I've been using um, IDs, 2000 cc's. Um, you know, and like right now, basically, we have two maps. So in other words, you know, we have a race fuel map and we have a pump gas. So if we want to take on the street and enjoy it, we could also do that. So we'll just change the fuel and enjoy on the street, you know. Now, in terms of the overall look of the car, it's impossible to not notice the significant aero. And uh, I'm guessing that's not how the car came out of Tokyo. So can you talk to us a little bit about the aero de- development you've done on the car? Yes. Uh, so basically, um, APR. Um, gave me uh, KC from APR gave me a lot of help to actually do a starting point of the starlet. Again, same thing. They never had a, like for example, the GT1000 APR wing. They never had on a starlet before. So, you know, going back and forth, um, he actually helped me a lot where basically we are able to at least get it to a starting point. And then from there, get some feedback and see if we got to make any changes. Um, but the splitters, everything's from APR, the, um, the rear diffuser is custom made by us also. Um, uh, it's adjustable. It has like a 10-degree adjustment on it. So there's quite a few little things that we did to actually improve it. Um, but again, it's going to be so much to actually get it dialed in. But once we do, we are hoping to actually be really compatible on the track. 
Look, Angel, the, the car really is a, a work of art. I mean, I've got a personal passion for older Toyotas, having gone through a few myself. So it's really awesome to come here to SEMA and see such an extreme example. Uh, you're running this car in the Grid Life uh, Time Attack series. Obviously, you've got a little bit of development to do over your off-season, over winter. But uh, we wish you all the best for next season, and we look forward to following the development of the car. Thanks for the chat. Thank you so much. And um, if you guys want to see more pictures, you can always follow me on Horsepower Techs. Um, but yeah. where, where, where could people go to find you at Horsepower Techs? Horsepower Techs on Instagram Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully for next year, hopefully you guys will see us again. We have another project that basically we want to bring for next year. Awesome. Can't wait to see it. Thanks, so Angel. Price. Thank you. Thank you so much. If you enjoy this podcast, please feel free to leave us a review on whatever platform you've chosen to listen to it on. It goes a long way to helping us get the word out there. All these conversations and much more are also available in full on our High Performance Academy YouTube channel, so make sure you subscribe.